Okay. Yes, we're ready. Gentlemen, we are in chapter seven now. I would love to do a quick, let's say like this. Chapter one, we introduced the Nefesh of Bahamas and we explained that our animating human soul is created and therefore needy and is driven by the fear of at some point not existing. Then we introduced in chapter two the Nefesh of Akis, who is not a particularly created being and as such has no has zero fear of death and really just wants to serve the creator because it is of the creator, Mamash. Then we, then after discussing like really what the soul is and where it's from, we discussed the, in chapter three, the, the structure of the godly soul. And we explained that it has the 10 elements, which are split into three and seven, Hochma, Bino, and Das, which makes up the Seichel, and then which makes up the, the Midas, um, and that the in the Nefesh of the Kis, the intellect is guiding the, uh, the Midas, meaning, like what we just said before, your emotions... In a in a in a holy sense, your emotions are being, um, I suppose, dictated in a sense by your mind, your objective mind. Then in chapter four, we discussed uh, the concept of mitzvahs and behavior, and how behavior relates to the uh, how activity, the activity of the soul relates to the actual structure of the soul. Um, and then in chapter five, we discussed learning Torah. And the concept of a, of an uh, of a of how we relate to something intellectually, the concept of grasping, and how the the yichud that the soul experiences through intellect is um, is much more profound than any other yichud. And then in chapter six, last week, or actually a few weeks was it last week? A few weeks ago. Um, we discussed the um, the mechanics, really, the structure of the nefesh habahamis, and how our lower side, how our how the best way of saying it is how our human side functions. And now we're going to go deeper into understanding. We're, there's a little bit of overlap from last class, but but not too much. Um, but we're going to understand now, Bezat Hashem much more the the concept of Klipa, and uh, specifically Klipa's Noiga. So Klipa, as we said, is the... Anyone wants to hazard a, a definition of Klipa? Klipa is the synonymous to Sitra Akhra, um, yeah. and it come, it is it is result of um, the symptom, really, right? Um, and it's our job to, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a symptom of Hashem and it's our job to be mevarit, um, in certain in situations to, to, uh, one, one, what, so, so you've explained I, what its essence is, that it's a, it's a, it's a, a symptom, a, uh, how do you say, a, a, a chasab, constriction, so to speak. yeah, a lack, so to speak of Hashem. 
And as such, it conceals the creator. So as to what? What's the purpose of that concealment? So it gives us an option to pick ourselves. Hero. Yes. But exactly, both of you said the same thing. That it provides us, the keeper provides the yid with the with an apparent option between self and creator. So as you said many times, we think that we're battling, you know, eating correctly, being with our wives correctly, you know, being being um, pure on in our computer experiences. And we, we a myriad of a myriad of different battles that we're we're waging. Yeah, it's it's there's just one battle. There is only one battle. The fight is between me and him, between truth and falsehood, between reality and illusion. That's it. In every everything that we do, where we turn around and go, oh, I can't believe I did that again. It wasn't that you did something else. It's you did the same thing again. You got sucked into the illusion that you're an independent reality. That is exclusively created by Kleeper. So now we've got Kleeper divides into two distinct sections. What's called the Gimel Klippus of Timaeus, but we're not, although it's called the Gimel Klippus of Timaeus, the three impure Klippus, we're not going to be, we, we discuss it as one. So I, I, I'll refer to it as the Gimel Klippus of Timaeus or the Klippus of Timaeus or the impure Klippus or whatever, but, but it's all referring, it's always talking about the same thing. We never divide it into three parts. Okay, so we've got the lower level of the Klippus. And then we've got what's called Klippus Neuger, which is also referred to as the fourth Klippus the Kleeper of East. So we've got, that's because we've got the Gimel Kleepers Tamez that are deeper, a deeper Kleeper. That rhymes. And then we've got the, then we've got Kleepers Neuger, which as the name suggests, Neuger, which means it shines, the iridescent Kleeper, they call it the glowing Kleeper. Um, that Kleeper is much less dense. And as such, acts this is a very important point it acts as an interface between kadusha and the clipus of Timaeus. you could look at it kind of like as a as the as the as a menorah you have the three the three levels of clipper on this side then you've got the three levels of kadusha on the other side which is called yisrael levi and Koyen. and then in the middle you have the the, the part in the middle. So that could be called, that's just a graphical, I never saw that anyway. I'm just, that. that's my own graphic. The, 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 middle, the middle point is called Kleepers Neuger. And as such, it's available. The, 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 the divine energy that gives life to everything, which is the same divine energy that gives life to everything, that divine energy that is concealed within the Kleeper is now available to be elevated or lowered. It can either be raised up into into Kedusha, which is what we're here to do. That's the purpose of the Yid. Or it can be dragged down, Shalom, into Klippus Atomeus. So what comes from Klippus Neuger? 
the things of this world that come from Kleber's Noga, the first and foremost, the most important thing to know that comes from Kleber's Noga. Anybody want to hazard a guess? Food? That's not the most important thing. The most important... Um, the the our Ica job description the, the the job description of the Yid is to be Mala Klipas Noiga, to be Mala the Kedusha from Klipas Noiga. That is what we are here to do. So that that's like that kind of drive home drives home the insanity of not understanding these concepts. The whole co- the whole point of the Yid is to be Mala Klipas Noiga into Kedusha. So what's the most fundamental, most important thing that we need to know comes from Kleber's Noga? What's, what is the Ica thing? Ruhabu. that the What is the Ica thing that the Yid is trying to elevate from Kleber's Noga? There's loads Nefesh of Bahamas. Yes, thank you. The Nefesh Bahamis of the Jew. So we we learn that we know that, you know, when we eat food and we use the energy to serve God, then we raise up the sparks. And when we listen to a nice piece of music and it opens up our mind and we serve God, we lift up the sparks. And when we um, drive our car to shul, yeah, and we dove in properly, then we lift up the sparks of our car. But in every single act... In every single thing that we're doing, our Nefesh Bahamas is being lifted up. You with me? So sometimes we're lifting up the Nitsotsis in the in the in the computer, and all the little guys from China who put their energy into building the computer go whoop. And then sometimes the food and the, the sunshine and the soil and the nutrients goes up. But always, always, always. Yeah, the 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 nefesh of Bahamas of the yid is being drafted either is going up or going down. That's that's absolutely fundamental to remember that that's our ikka job description, and the elevation of the nefesh of Bahamas is is by recognizing its uniqueness by recognizing our own unique individuality which means primarily the the deepest the deepest individualization i suppose of the nefesh of bahamas is our personality and then we've got all the resources that are connected to it and all our skills and talents and um and our and all the things that are connected to nefesh bahamas, all of that goes up so this idea of offering our our soul to god means being the ultimate individual that we can, but not for the sake of being an individual, for the sake of raising that that very specific gift that God gave to us. And if we don't access its individuality, then we're doing a disservice, and we're not we're not we're not performing our job correctly. Everyone's with me. So that's that's the foundation. That's the the fundamental, the, that's 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 our main job here. Everything else is also very important, but in every act of elevation, whether we're elevating the food or the car or the computer or the or any other thing that we were elevating, 
always our Nefesh Bahamas is, is on the cards there and is being either elevated or the opposite. So we've got the Nefesh Bahamas of the Yid. And by the way, that's the difference between the Nefesh. That's why the Yid has a Nefesh Bahamas on Klippas Noiga, because it can be raised up. He couldn't have a Nefesh Bahamas on Klippas Timaeus, because the Klippas Timaeus can't be raised up. Then we've got all the kosher animals, which includes the, the behemoths and the chayas and the oifus and the dagim. And then we've got all kosher, um, all kosher um, plant life, vegetables that are not in any way forbidden. Um, and then we've got all of the inanimate world, the entire inanimate world, just as a, a side point, it's just interesting to recognize that there's many more animals um, that are not kosher than are kosher. Then there's many more plants that are kosher that aren't kosher. And then in the world of inanimate, it's all kosher by definition. It's all kosher. You can't have unkosher water. You can't have unkosher salt. There's no process of biru there. You can think about that yourselves. Um, okay, so now... When when the energy the energy that is in Klippus Noiga, just let me let me ask you guys a question that I haven't got I truly I got quite a lot of clarity on it this week, but let, when we talk about the Kli, everyone's familiar with the concept of there's the Kli and then there's the all within the Kli. By the way, if anybody wants to like show me their face, no. feel free to feel free to turn your video cameras on. It makes it it's nicer to see people as opposed to just names anyway um oh especially when they wear cool hats like that um that that we we are saying that there's the clee yeah the basic idea is that there's the divine light and it's covered within the cleeper yeah but what about the actual it's called the ovi of the cleeper the actual, um, the, the thickness, the actual, the avi of the clipper itself. Is there light in that? You guys with me? I get my I question. Believe, I believe, I believe you once mentioned something that it absorbs the light. It was the difference between the transcendent. You, you, you explained the different types of clipas that, uh, that it does absorb it, but it doesn't let it all the way through. So, so that's, See, that, that doesn't let us understand about what I just asked, and that it could be that the clipper is just so thin that the light within is able to shine through. But there's a deeper question is, is there, is there actual light within the thickness of the clee, within the thickness of the, of the clipper? And the answer is, yes, there is. There's the, the concept of clee and ore, is a relative concept. So the clipper itself has an element of or the actual clipper, not not the the, the entity which includes the clipper and the nitsa it's a kadusha that's concealed by the clipper, but the clipper itself has an element of kadusha concealed within the clipper, within the actual thickness of the clipper. That's a is it the yeah is that is it because it's because it's there to be 
and it causes this process of nevar, in other words, the actual clip itself. So therefore, it's holy. It has holiness because it causes us to be nevar. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear that. It, it, that's a little bit like kind of. And Rabbi, yeah. How, how could there not be light? How could there not be ore in everything? How could there not be kedusha in everything? Which, well, how is this unique? That's the point. Exactly. It's not just like everything, just like everything, and that's by the way the reason why manure has just why we finished Parshas Pinchas with the whole Indian of peor where Pa'or, the avoider, was defecation in front of the idol. The whole concept of, of defecation is the expulsion of the Kli exclusively. You've taken the ore, the energy, and then you let go of just the Kli, and that's the most revolting stuff there is. But we see within the manure, there's energy that is able to revitalize the floor, the ground, the earth. So that's there, exclusively oh, that's, Kli. Hmm? Is there a difference between the inner surface of the Kli, the Kli itself, and then the outer surface of the Kli? Yeah, there is, yeah. 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 I don't understand it, but there is. <laughs> well, that was gorgeous on the manure. I've never heard that on the on the Balpur. That was beautiful. Thank you. Well, the, what they did with the whole the whole avoid of Balpur is they ate. They took the pleasure for themselves and then gave to their God the, the, the clee that the pleasure came to them in. It's the ultimate act of Avodazara. Because Avodazara, like we've said over and over, is, is, is all about me. That's the ultimate symbol of Avodazara is defecating in front of your idol. Because really you're saying, I am God. Therefore, I take the... That was the whole Indian of. Uh, anyway, no, no, we can talk about that. For okay, so there's there's three there's three possible options with Kleber's Neuger. Kleber's Neuger comprises everything that is permissible. Okay, we can I, we could do one of three things with it. The energy can remain in Kleber's Neuger. It can be raised up into Kedusha, or it can be lowered down into Kleber's Tamez. Now, this is really, it, it's really beautiful how it comes together when you think about it. What are the, let, we're going to be talking about food, yeah? It does, it, it, it's primarily connected to food, but it does, it's it, it to, to lots of other things as well. But we're, we're going to talk about the food because the Rebbe talks about it with um, regards to food. What are the three reasons, and we're only allowed to use one word for each reason, what are the three reasons why you could be eating? You're hungry? Okay, survival. Enjoyment. Pleasure. Pleasure. Dusha. Mitzvah. We got it in three words. Amazing. <laughs> this is so inspiring. Yeah, so... There are three options. A person is either eating l'shem mitzvah, l'shem survival, or l'shem oineg, l'shem pleasure. This is really important to understand, yeah? And it's really simple. It's really simple. If a person is eating for survival, keep, keep this in mind. Would it be worth 
do you um, validate your own existence? Was it worth you being born just to be you? I think we wouldn't be born if, born if it wasn't worth it. The Mishnah says, Against your will, you're born. You don't warrant being born. I'll explain myself. I'll explain. You, as an end unto yourself, doesn't make any sense that you should be born. If you're the ultimate thing in your life, then your birth doesn't make sense. Because that is the... Nothing was gained. There was no elevation took place. i explain. The... The... Rav Noach Weinberg said really well, he said, if you haven't got something to die for, then you've got no reason to live. Because you don't, just to, just to be born to continue to exist doesn't make any sense. That just doesn't make any sense. That's illogical. So you don't warrant your own birth. What warrants your birth is that you're going to serve your creator. That does warrant your birth. But for you to be, it's like, it's like, imagine a guy designs a machine. He says, here, look at this robot, yeah? And you look at it, it's like, wow. And you see it's just like this, this, this solar battery that powers itself. It, it just, all it does is just power itself. But it doesn't do anything. It just powers itself. You'd be like, that's really cool. But like, what's the point of it? Yeah, but what if what if it gets incredible pleasure while it's doing that? So what? So that warrants its existence. It's enjoying its existence. No. If it was just enjoying its existence and there was no tsar whatsoever, it just enjoyed its existence. It just took pleasure. The thing itself took pleasure. What did it gain from being born? It was previously in a state of non-pleasure. Non-existence is not experiencing pleasure. But why is pleasure the ultimate? Why is that the end all be all? I'm not saying that's the goal. I'm just saying that you can argue existence based on pleasure as well. It is worth being, it's worth existing to experience pleasure. I hear, I'm not, I didn't think about that because I, I was seeing it from the side of there's always tsar involved. But um, still, the, 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 even, even if you were to, so even if you were designed to experience pleasure, like endless pleasure, there's still no benefit to the, to the creation. There's still no benefit of that 
thing being created. It's just it's the same thing as it's the same thing as that as that machine that just powers itself. Why is that? Why is it a different? Why is there any difference? I don't, I don't understand. The benefit of the creation is to serve Hashem. So that is the benefit of the creation. That's the purpose of the creation, exactly. As in, as in. So there is your 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 existence, your own independent existence, does not qualify itself to be exist to, to exist, but to be to to serve your creator, that is a purpose. That that means that you you have a reason, like like what Reverend Weinberg said is now you have a reason to die, which means your life fits in context of something greater now there now there's a reason to being so so the point is like this that when a person eats for the sake of survival just to continue his existence the energy in the food stays in klipas noiga it's klipa it's still concealed you with me I don't know if anyone. Yes, I'm just. I'm just yes. taking that picture myself. No, 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 no. I'm with you. So, so when when we when we eat, so I'm see. So when we eat to survive, the energy in the food remains at that level of Klipas Noiga. It didn't ascend from a clipper. It's still concealing God. But not ultimately. Because when we eat to survive, that isn't an end unto itself. The eating doesn't become an end unto itself. We're eating to survive. So I could be gaining that energy so that I could serve my creator later on. Or I could be earning that I could be gaining that energy so I could serve somebody else later on. So I'm not the I'm not by definition the 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 end. Eating for pleasure, on the other hand, or let's before we say eating for pleasure, eating for eating for the eating for a divine purpose. So now there's two elements to the food. There's the energy and then there's the pleasure. The energy is much easier to elevate. The pleasure is much more difficult to elevate. And if it wasn't for certain mitzvahs, I don't know if we'd be able to elevate the pleasure. But for example, when we eat for the energy so that we can perform mitzvahs, then the energy in the food gets released and goes up to Kedusha. But not necessarily the pleasure. If we're eating for the desire, we're eating for divine, uh, we're eating so we've got energy to serve God, we're really enjoying the food. Then the energy is going up, but the pleasure itself is not going up. When we're eating for the energy, but there's also an element of eating for the pleasure, meaning we're eating, for example, the, the the Tanya brings Rava when he was eating to like open up his mind to give him expanded consciousness, um, or or we're eating for for covered yomtov, covered shabbos. Then the pleasure in the food is also going up. 
So this is kind of a side point, but there's two elevations possible with food. There's the elevation of the energy when we're eating so that we can serve God. And then there's the elevation of the pleasure that would be either to give us some kind of expanded consciousness or to uh, to honor Shabbos, Yom Tov, etc. Okay. So when we're eating for either of those purposes, that's lifting the food into the level of Kedusha, into the realm of, into the realm of Kedusha. When we're eating for the sake of pleasure, now the food is going down into the Klippus Timaeus. The energy, the, the, the divine energy within that food is now being taken down and, 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 and merged in with the Gimel Klippus Timaeus. Why? Because when I'm eating for pleasure, pleasure. I have become an end unto myself. That's called a Vodazara. There's only one end. The one end is the bonus Lulam. And everything else is a means to that end. When I'm eating for pleasure, pleasure is the end to itself. We're not going to get into this too deeply right now, but the the Shoresh of the of the of the Nishama and of the Nefesh, the essence of your Nefesh is called pleasure basically there's a deeper little level i'm not going to talk about right now but but for all intents and purposes the essence of your soul is called pleasure pleasure becomes enclosed within ratson ratson becomes enclosed in seichel seichel in midas midas in levushim in behavior the beginning of the entire system is pleasure everything that you do is l'shem pleasure or l'shem avoid pain, which is basically two sides of the same coin. All of your activity is rooted in pleasure. So when I'm eating for my pleasure, I'm basically declaring myself to be an end unto myself. That's why Shabbos is so gewaldic. Because we eat the shame pleasure as a mitzvah. That's myridic. It's a myridic thing that Hashem shipped into reality. That you can you can indulge not not indulge like a behemoth, like don't because that isn't very pleasurable. Real pleasure is when there's a shlita, but like you you can eat foods that you wouldn't eat in the week, and you can eat the most delicious foods you can get your hands on and indulge in your pleasure, access your pleasure, touch your, your human pleasure, but it's the shame mitzvah. So it's the, it's the deepest ticket. It, it's, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. That's not shaykh to a goy. You realize how Kaddosh, you realize how Kaddosh Shabbos is? When a Jew breaks Shabbos, he's high of Misa. When a goy keeps Shabbos, he's high of Misa. Shabbos is so Shabbos is worth so much more than life, so much more than life on both sides. Okay, so now that's the difference between pleasure-seeking behavior and survival-seeking behavior. 
pleasure-seeking behavior is an end unto itself, and therefore it goes down into the Klippus of Timaeus, which ultimately, ultimately conceals God. Survival dicker behavior is basically power. Why do you want to keep living? I want to keep living. It's not that you're particularly an end unto yourself. I mean, there is that level of that as well, but it's it's a it's a kind of automated. It's just the default program of reality. The default program of life is you want to live because you live, so you want to keep living. But pleasure is when we start moving into a into a level of avodazara when our own pleasure becomes. You could really say it like this. You could divine. You, I've said this many times, but it's really it's worth hearing again. The definition of a Russia is a man who would inconvenience you for his own pleasure. Meaning his pleasure is so real to him. Really, you could read that as he is so real to himself. His pleasure is so real to him that he would tread on you or he would inconvenience you or in the ultimate level like with someone like ted bundy he would rape you and kill you for his pleasure that's called ra a tzaddik on the other hand he wouldn't even inconvenience himself for his own pleasure Like I, I would hazard to say that a real tzaddik would not bother putting his food in the microwave for two minutes if he didn't have something to do in that two minutes. It wouldn't be part of the equation. I, I don't know. I'm not a real tzaddik, but but I would I would imagine from what I've learned that a tzaddik he probably wouldn't go to the fridge to grab the teriyaki or the ketchup. It's just not important. It's just not part unless he felt that his 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 nefesh Bahamas needed that something or he's going to explode. But 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 as as an end unto itself, it 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 wouldn't be part of the equation. So so can I ask you a question? Could you could you but could you imagine that in the world that we come from, especially in LA? Could you imagine saying that to people? Like like I I've always joked with the people like. I know the Heva that I know in, in Chicago, they've all built their, they built these big houses, yeah? And and I know that it, it's gotten down to, like, just the the minutiae of, like, well, what handles would you like? I mean, this, this is a big thing. What handles would you like for your kitchen cabinets? Yeah, that's one of the big questions. <laughs> but, like, you know, which one do you like more? And it's just this, this, like, endless absorption in my own sense of self and pleasure that's the pleasure of designing the new house or designing the new boat or or designing the the, the designer vacation the, the the absorption in my own pleasure what 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 do i like what would be better what will i get you understand we're going to talk a minute about what that actually does to a person. And we're going to come away from this, just wanting to run away from ever having to talk about my own pleasure ever again. 
Rabbi, so how should we be eating? I mean, 90 so, seconds in the microwave, no teriyaki? Wow. <laughs> no, 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 I said it's tzaddik. Right. Until I, our pleasure is important. Well, to us. I want to be a tzaddik. Okay, so start working on it. Don't go and get the ketchup. Okay. I just want to be a bainerni. Uh, but I, I, again, I just, I'm not sure exactly. So when there's food in front, what should our <laughs> intentions be? be in front of us where how should we be thinking? the the intention in the week should be to be mamayat pleasure For survival don't, yeah but but don't don't look don't get don't get it wrong remember your wife's emotional state is more important than everything else in your world so if you're gonna start like not taking ketchup and eating cold food and and whatever yeah and then your wife's gonna get the brunt of it because you're all angry and 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 resentful then you made a bad cheshbon. You can always gauge your gauge your avoider by your wife's emotional well-being. That's a good. That's a that's a really good gauge that Shem's given us. That if you're acting in a way that's like 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 it's a good thing to try try and be mamai at your sleep, yeah, to work on trying to sleep less. But if you become ratty, which is very likely if you're not getting enough sleep, and you start getting angry with your kids and angry with your wife and stuff, then you've made a bad cheshbon. Let go of that avoider. You with me? You can always use your wife's emotional well-being as a gauge to seeing how nuts you're being. Because you should be, you should be pushing yourself. You should every now and again crack. Because if you never crack... Then you're obviously not working at full, full, you know, at full throttle and haval. It's like having a, it's like having a, a BMW M8 and not driving, not driving it really quickly. <laughs> it's like driving a BMW M8 the way I drove it the other week. It's like, what's the point of having that? You might as well just have like a Fiesta, you know. <laughs> you should know. I just want to say, I know we're on video, but you should know as soon as I drop you off, I. Lord at home. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So um the reason why now now how do we fix when we've indulged in not indulged when we've eaten the shame survival? We were just eating without any conscious thought. And we were just eating the shame survival. How do we rectify that damage? It's not particularly bad what we did in, at all. So it's so because it's such a, it's not a big deal to rectify that damage. Basically, we just need to pull ourselves together and start serving God. That energy is not being contained anywhere particularly um, strongly. So now we can just start serving God. That's called chuvan choyna. A fitting chuva just means you're like, you know, well, I should probably take out a safe right now. I'm not really doing anything, so I should probably learn something. That's called chuva nachoina. You just realign yourself with godly behavior. Not like, oh, I'm shamnu begadnu and, you know, you're all like down on yourself. and oh, such a rusher. That, chuva means, basic chuva means pull yourself together and start doing mitzvahs. That's basic chuva. So that would rectify any eating that we've done that was just the shame survival. The shame oh, it also it also um, needs what's called chibut akeva, which is um, oh no no sorry 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 no 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 I'm wrong so that was wrong. Just it just needs a chuvanachina. When we 
when we eat l'shem taiva, when we eat for the pleasure of it, now the energy doesn't remain in Klippas Noga. It is actually um, lowered down into the Klippas Atereus. We've become an Elohus unto ourselves, so to speak. And now the Klippas Atereus grabs, grabs that energy. And now we need to do a little bit of a process to get that energy back out. Okay. How do we get that energy back out? Um, well, we need to do um, basically, um, again, a. it doesn't involve a particularly deep tshuva. It's just, again, a, a, um, a tshuva nachoina. But it will also, it also necessitates what's called chibut akeva, which means the beating in the grave. It's some kind of ruchnius. I looked, at, I looked actually into it a little bit, but I'm not going to get into it. It's some kind of ruchnius thing where apparently four malachim come and beat you up in the in the keva. And the point is that it cracks that the, conceptually. The point is that it cracks the shell, the hard shell that you solidified by thinking that you're God. Okay, so it's not such a big deal as in you can, again, you don't need to do a particularly deep tshuva. You just need to reorient reorient yourself back into Avodah Hashem, back into mitzvah activity. Um, and like we said, then there's the spiritual rectification that Hashem will take care of. You don't need to worry about that. But what about when somebody, and the, the reason why, sorry, the reason why it's not such a, doesn't, Need such a deep um, tshuva is because even though you did deny God, you only denied Him a little bit. The fact that you were you were indulging in permissible behavior is already it's a proof that you didn't deny God completely. However, indulging in forbidden behavior is a whole different thing. The Rebbe now gets into this concept of, of getting involved in forbidden behavior. Okay? Now, when a person indulges himself for pleasure in permissible behavior, he's saying, I am, but God is also. Because otherwise I could be involved in forbidden, I could be involved in eating forbidden food. Which could be more delicious, and but but God exists and He has a preference. So, although I am something very important, yeah, there is also God in the picture. When a person indulges in forbidden food, now he's making an ultimate proclamation: I am, and nothing else is, including God. The fact that God is averse to this behavior or repulsed by this behavior or doesn't get any pleasure from this behavior that doesn't bother this person this person's pleasure has now overwhelmed his reality to such a point where his pleasure reigns supreme and if anyone else steps in the way of my pleasure there's only there's only one option for them, which is I get it. I'm going to have to tread on them. Now, how do we fix this? This behavior is fixed um, 
well, it will get fixed eventually when Hashem removes Misa, the concept of Mavis from the world, which will be at the end of days after Mashiach. So there will be a final ticken for this. Um, but also what the Rebbe calls a Tshuva Gadoila Kolkach, which is not just a reorientation to mitzvah activity, which is called a Tshuva Nechoina. Tshuva Gadoila would be an actual Zibrochenkite, a an emotional experience where he is embittered and and pained by his behavior and by his by his lack of his lack of adherence to truth or whatever you want to have you want to call it that that would actually be an emotional experience would be an actual emotional experience where it's not just a reorientation it's an actual breaking of what he had of of what he had become earlier which was really a god unto himself okay now we're just going to move gears a little bit and this is really important and this is this is uh this is a good reason for having come to this year um the rebbe talks about the concept of when we turn, it says, to, to turn willful transgressions into schusim. How does that happen? So the way the Rebbe says it is very poetic. It's really very beautiful. I'll try and, I'll try and explain it like this. That if a person... has some kind of heart palpitations because he was eating too much greasy pizza. And then he decides after eating one particularly large greasy pizza that that's it. The end of the end of this this trafe fat lifestyle. Yeah. Then conceptually we're saying that the pizza is what made him become healthy. Very simple. So li- listen to this. This is this is truly special. As we said earlier, what is Klipa and Sitra Achra? Klipa and Sitra Achra is just like darkness is a lack of light. Klipa and Sitra Achra is a lack of God. You could transpose the word God for reality. Those are two, they're synonymous. Those words are the same. They mean the same thing. So really, Klipa and Sitra Achra is a chesaron in reality. Now, the, when a person sins, really what he's saying is, I exist to the exclusion of everything else, including God. Everyone's with me? Every single sin is a proclamation of I am to the exclusion of everything else, including, in this case, God. That means he's connecting, like we said, like Yitzhi said earlier, Sitra Achra is giving you the opportunity, so to speak, 
or it's giving you the apparent um the apparent um illusion uh, illusion thank you of your selfhood of your own individual selfhood so sinning is an indulgence in that selfhood yeah so sinning is an indulgence in the sitra akhra the sitra akhra is just chesaron. It's just a lack of reality. It's nothing. It's it's just emptiness. So what happens is as a person sins more and becomes more immersed in themselves, which is more immersed in sitra akhra, which is more immersed in nothingness, on the external level, they feel more self, but just under the surface, they actually feel an endless pit of nothing, empty nothingness. That is my that answers to me why Will Smith post stuff on YouTube. I haven't, the truth is I haven't looked at his channel for years now. Because he's like, the first Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah. He's like getting millions of views on YouTube or whatever, yeah? But he needs more. He's not happy with a million. The minute you've got a million, you need two million. The minute you've got two million, you need four million. And on and on and on. Why? Because by definition, the person's connected to self, which is sitra akhra, which is just a chesaron, which is empty nothingness. So the more we're involved in self, the more we feel empty and nothing. Because that's what self is. It is just emptiness and nothingness. It's just a lack of God. So the more we indulge ourselves in ourself, on an external level, we feel more self, but that's just a very thin veneer over an empty, dark, bottomless pit of nothingness. That's why the depression in America is just so intense. And why was it called Z Z Zantax? What's that? What's the... What's the... The drugs that everyone takes. Oh, oh, uh, uh, What's it called? Ompezic. What's it called? Xanax. Xanax. So all of these, all of these, put these, these um, antidepressants, is because the society is so self-oriented, or oriented that the there's no other option than depression, because the person's just become an empty hole of nothingness. The more outward focused we become, the less self-involved we become, the more real we become, the more godly we become, the more, the more true we are. Moiridik. So the Rebbe refers to this person who sins as a person who ends up in a desolate and parched desert in the in the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, talking about people who were people who were very self-involved, yeah. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not the original author, 
the 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 two thousand and Two thousand five. What was that called? The movie. Um, may he rest. Uh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, so. Why? Who was that? Tupac. So anyway, so so now what happens is the guy does all these avayas, and he ends up in this parched and barren land in the Valley of Death, which is this inner sense of desolation. And that is what propels him into mitzvah activity, back into mitzvahs. That's called Zedoinaz Nazeloikas Zechuyos, that his avayus became schusen. That's that's the the mila of a Baal That's our mila, is that all of these avayus that we did took us into such a deep place of nothingness that we ended up with such a resolve to be over the Shem. And that's what it means. Okay. Yeah. You want to, I can, you can stop, you can finish. And Let me just, I'm just going to finish off on a very practical note because we, we're over time. It's just one last thing that we, we, yeah. we have to mention because the Rebbe spends over half a page on it, which is in Tanya terms, that's huge, is um, the, the concept of Zera Levatola, that he ends up basically, oh, welcome back. He ends up basically by explaining the concept of Zera Levatola that everyone knows what I mean by Zera Levatola. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, you understand. Okay, good. That Zera Levatola is actually... Um, he surprisingly says that it's not that difficult to fix, that it's worse, it causes more damage than forbidden relations, but it's much, much easier to fix. In fact, the Rebbe suggests that all you need to do to fix that, that sin of Zerolavatola, I don't want to downplay it at all because it's it's considered even in halacha as literally the worst avera in the whole Torah. But um, but the way the Rebbe says to fix it is by tshuva nechoyna, again, which means a reorientation into mitzvah activity, and um, and kavana at suma, big kavana at kriya shema, alamita, when you go to bed. The whole kriya shema? Like which part? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He says Krishna Alamita. So I would imagine it means I don't say the whole thing by any means, but I'd imagine it means uh it means the whole thing. But you, you you could look into that. You could look into that. But that's basically what he says. Um I don't think we need to get more into that. But that that the Rebbe ends off by saying that. And that's chapter seven. Yoli, you want to ask this question? You want to ask a question? Yeah. Um, you hear me, right? Yeah. Um so, so what does tshuva mehava mean? Does that mean, in other words, like, did I did I do a tshuva mehava from all my affairs? Like, I'm I'm listening to Tanya share. I went to the mikvah. You know, I mean, like, what does that mean, tshuva mehava? Like, is Like, does that mean like living a new lifestyle? Like, what? Tshuva mehava. It was called tshuva mehava rabba. 
there's there, he doesn't make yeah. the, I mean there's a whole safer there's a Garrison Chuva which is the third part of Tanya where he talks about Chuva Ilah Chuva Tatar where like I said the Chuva Nachoyin it just means a reorientation into mitzvah activity so you ate the shame Taiva okay get over it and get yourself back into get yourself back into mitzvah activity a person ate treif which would obviously be the shame tiver then this 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 needs what you said is a chuva ma'ava rabba which is it, it or the point of it is that it is breaking the emotional connection so that would look different in different people but it would have like i think you really would probably have to go back to the class we gave last week about the five levels of the heart and it would be connected to Shvira Salev and Marira Salev, where there's an actual disidentification, a, a, a disconnecting of the emotions from what went in, not just a reorientation back into good behavior, but a, a, um, a purposeful and intense disassociation and disidentification from that deep selfishness you with me yeah and that would probably hurt yeah. that would probably be quite uncomfortable that that would probably be quite uncomfortable i think we could probably call right. it a slave or you so know it's, it's not even just staying away from the avera for it's not like time is not even a factor it's not like okay i haven't done that avera and three years or five years or whatever, you know, like, what, like it's, it's not about that. It's about like really having Maria Saleh over doing that. You need it's to have a, an experience. It's, a, it's the deep karata, the, 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 the ballot, the, the, sorry, the, the Rambam explains that karata, there's two things necessary for Jews, karata and, and vidui and Kabbalah Asid. So three things really, but the, the, um, the Tzemach has a mime on Vidui, which every, maybe we'll learn that actually. Yeah, we should really try and learn that before before Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Really, we'll try and do that together. And Moiridik a mime, where he basically yeah. says that when a person does an Avera, he creates a Malach. Yeah? As the, as the Mishnah says in Avois. A Malach is comprised of a body and a soul. A body is always made up of letters. Yeah, letters create bodies. And a soul is always or. So we've spoken about that. There's the there's the clear and the or, and the, that that's the body and the soul, and that's the letter and the meaning. That the vidui, which is vidui pair, and that's why we say alaf base ashamu begadnu ashamu begadnu We go according to alaf base. That destroys the goof of the malach that we created, of the bad malach we created. And the charata is what extracts the neshama of the, of the malach that we created through the Aveira. You with me? Anyway, that is a big, we'll, we'll discuss that in detail, but it's a good question, you know. that That's it. Any other questions? Okay.